hey folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to Horrible Horror, Tough Guy, So Bad, It's Scary! Okay, uh, welcome everybody to a very special bonus episode of the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst and the worst in horror movies. The movie's so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. This is my co-host, best friend, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Uh, today for you, this is obviously, you know, be audio and video, but with us is a very special guest, Mr. David Valdez, the one of the writers and directors for Clown Camp Massacre, a movie we did here on the show just a few weeks ago. Yeah, we had a blast ago. with it, and he was so kind to sit down and take a little bit of time off his day to speak with us about the movie and what went into making it and the, the whole process. So this David, really thank fun. you very much. Yes. Oh, th- yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, glad, uh, kind of glad it's got legs. I mean, it's been a long time since we uh, made the film. So uh, Yeah, it's, it's a few years old now. It was, yeah, what, 2010, 2010, was it? Yeah, yeah. But we actually shot, we, principal photography was like an 06. Okay. And it took maybe uh, like two years to post it. So it was done in 08. And then we got a distribution deal with Troma. And then that took like, it took us a year to get our distribution deal. It took another year before people saw it. So it was like 2010 before. So it says 2010, but like we were done with it. Like, well, that like we were shooting it in 06. Okay. That might answer my, actually my, one of my questions because um, mm-hmm. when we were, when I was doing my research for it and uh, one of the segments we do five star reviews. And I came across a, a five-star review from a fan who said he had been following the production of this movie for four years. <laughs> and I was like, I could, yeah. couldn't believe that, that would possibly be four years. <laughs> but th- I guess the way you just explained it makes sense that it would be, I guess, four years when you started and then when it got released with Trauma. And um, I guess my follow-up question is, do you ever, did you realize that you had such a hardcore fucking fan that would follow you guys for four years on this? No, no. I mean, there's like, it's funny because when you make a movie, um, it's a lot like, it's like dating and kind of being like the first person you, your first girlfriend, and you just, you're like, oh, everything's gonna go great, and like you imagine, like it's gonna do, you imagine that every person in the world is gonna see your film, and that kind of like drives you, right. and then it's like four years of just kind of getting hit in the knees or whatever, and learning that life's cruel. But like you still get a movie made, of, you know, <laughs> you have a child that grows up and didn't kill anybody, so you did okay. <laughs> yeah, um, um, but um, sorry, right back. Uh, yeah, um, no, but I didn't know. Like I think we released our trailer right away, and releasing the trailer. Like, we did it before we finished the film, which turned out to be a mistake because we didn't think it'd take so long to finish make even editing it. It took, like, between shooting and being done with it, like, two years. So it's sort of like 
just people were like, are you done yet? Are you done yet? So once the trailer was out there, we people started noticing us, but we no, no one could see the movie until like 2010. Well, so. yeah, you guys took what? 15, took a little too long. Like 15 days to film it, some, some like breakneck pace to get the movie done. Yeah. And then I don't think people realize how much time it takes to make it a finished, polished product. So, yeah. So that's just yes. what you're doing in yeah, style, yeah. indie style. Well, and that's the thing, too, because, um, like, we spent, like, all our resources, like, we, we spent money. Like, we had to go up to, basically went to, uh, to like, a, like, a working cattle ranch. And we got to shoot at the cattle ranch for free, but, like, we had, we had, like, 15, 20 actors, and then we ended up having um, a school crew who came up with us. We just got the local college, gave us, gave us their students. Um, and it was really cost, like, every day of being on that ranch was, like, feeding 30 people. I mean, that was really, like, where a ton of the money been. And then we had, we tried to put, like, stuff in the blood and guts, and we were renting equipment. So every day we shot, we just had to shoot at such a breakneck speed. And then the post-production was the opposite. Like, we weren't paying anything. So it was just like, you know, just every day sitting there and doing it yourself. And you could you could get as elaborate as you want, which which is something you learn later. Is like, you you can't be too precious. You got to just, like, hit it hard or, or post is going to take you two years, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. actually, you just answered probably to a few of my other questions. Um, one, I want to go back on when did uh, trauma officially become involved with this was that when they was that uh after you were completely done with the movie that they just picked up the distribution rights to it or were they involved beforehand because i mean lord coffin's in the movie himself so where did that come how did that come to be so we had a working relationship with trauma but um so i had done phil phil gunn and i my writing and directing partner had done a uh we did a short like an 04 that made it to trauma dance in park city and it was called Kung Fu Kitties, and it was about these kitties who basically... It's like a cute kitty movie, but then they fight, and it's really graphically violent. <laughs> and so Phil and I got this idea. We, want, we, were, we were pitching Troma a film, and we are going to do a movie called Mormon Bachelor Party, which was kind of <laughs> like... <laughs> all our titles are more or less. Uh, <laughs> so we are going to do Mormon Bachelor Party, and we talked to Tro- uh, Lloyd about that, and they, they, Promo expressed interest, but, like, we wrote a script that was way too expensive to produce. So while we were in between drafts, like, Phil and I just kind of... We'd seen this movie called... There's a the short film called Clown Camp with C's, and it was it was really... I hated the film. It was really, like, a saccharine... Like, it's just every... I really hate manipulative, sweet movies, and I hated the film so much I just was bad-mouthing it. And I told Phil the only thing that could make me like that movie would be add a, the massacre to the end of the title. And it was just like, boom. Right. You know, we were like, we just looked at each other and knew that. And, like, we, we had, like, half the plot down in, like, ten minutes, which I don't know if that's good or bad, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it was like Friday the 13th meets, like, uh, you know, um, kind of police academy and clowns. But um, so Phil and I switched gears. We wrote that. We we approached Troma, but Troma Troma being in business as long as they are, they don't like to they don't really give out money. I think they did used to do it on the front end, but like so many people make movies now, and, and so little money is recouped that uh, they kind of just like they they helped us, but they just like Lloyd came for uh, a cameo. 
And then he's like, well, we want to see the movie. We would like to distribute. So that helped us actually get the movie off the ground. But then by the end of it, we weren't 100% sure. By the time we had a finished movie, we kind of looked at our options. And um, really, it's just like I grew up watching my trauma films, you know, the really shitty uh, trauma, right. the, the animated title coming up. So, so to this day, it's like whenever – I don't watch Clown Camp that frequently, but whenever it comes on, it's kind of this exciting, like, this very visceral child feeling of <laughs> seeing the – you know, do, 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 so that's, <laughs> so yeah, but it comes on. So yeah, they came out right at the end. Okay. Um, and you already answered my one question about how you kind of got the idea for this movie. Cause you just said that you saw another movie and it just kind of led to your, your <laughs> brain just exploding this wonderful idea that you went on to make a movie for. Yeah. I got to say it's pretty unique. I don't know a lot of people who are into clowns about clowns. Oddly enough, I don't know if you can see behind us. Apparently, my grandma was oh. this, like I found that in my old uh, in my parents' basement when I was helping them move, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is that disturbing that is clown so picture!" So amazing! It's really disgustingly bizarre. But uh, <laughs> so when we did the review of the movie, I had I just happened to have it in my trunk because I helped them move, and I was like, "Oh man, this has got to go on the wall now." So because of Clown Camp Massacre, we have my grandma's has, disturbing yep. painting still. That is there now. From it has picture. new life picture in our in our recording area um actually okay here's a, a i guess it's a two-part for right now hopefully um do you remember what your overall final budget for the movie was like what it cost and if you do don't answer it right away just say yes if you do if you okay. remember um because if you do shit <laughs> yeah. normally on our show is it a game yeah, we played the budget game where we try to guess the budget, um, but we didn't yeah. have it at the time. And normally Aaron plays with our other guests, but since I'm here this is the myself. first time I get a play, so if oh, you have yeah. the budget, we will we will try to guess what, what the budget was and who gets closer will be our winner. So, um, Aaron, what would you guess is the budget for Clown Cam Massacre? Okay, so free location. So we already figured that out. Uh, you got about 30 people. Food was a big issue. Did it in 15 days. He goes deep with this sometimes, trying to get it right. <laughs> I'm going to say $15,000. Oh, that's close, because I was kind of looking around that ballpark, too. But Because uh, you just said you also got the free film students that come out and help. Mm-hmm. Um, like, acting location, 15. Oh, that's right wrong. I was going to say 10000 And watch this be completely wrong, but I'm going to go with 10. You went 15. So who was closer? What was the budget for this movie? It was $25,000. Oh! Aaron got this time. Twenty five. Right. Food is probably about ten of that, I would think. And then we we paid actors because to get actors on a cattle ranch for like fifteen days and not quit, you have to actually pay them. Not well, but you have to pay them. Yeah, and then gets... we had to pay for nudity because ah, boobs ain't free. Okay, yeah, booty ain't free. And man, I just gotta say, <laughs> the clown orgy scene. Okay, we can jump to that one. Let's what jump the, to that one right now. What yeah. the fuck? Oh my god! I mean, that was that was off the charts. That looked graphic. Yeah. I mean, we're talking. I mean, I know it was kind of shot in a weird kind of uh, filter or the way it was panned around, but man, it just looked like mouths and butts and boobs and crotches were everywhere. It was yeah. like it was a pretty quick scene, but I'm thinking. Man, are they really getting laid out there? Damn. Yeah, we want like we want we want to know whose idea was it the, for the clown orgy, and then as a director, what was it like for you to actually have to 
shoot the scene and actually watch that being filmed. I mean, that was that's just such a crazy scene, like nothing we've ever seen yeah. in any other movie. So we just had to ask about. Not that. often oh. you get to see clown orgies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, can I? I want to. I, I have a long answer on this. Can we pause for a second? I want to dis my internet. The work internet sucks. I'm going to replug into my phone, which will be faster. Okay. But I just need to disconnect for half a second and reconnect. Sure, we sure. can do that. So I'll be I'll be back in just a second. Okay. Okay. Hopefully this is more even. Yeah, my. All right, we're recording again. We got it going. All right, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll edit every all, all together when we're done. So. All right, so, uh, yeah, we were talking about the clown orgy scene and what went into that and what it was like to shoot it and be on set for directing that scene. What Just take it away. We want to know all about this thing. Okay, so um, <laughs> there. So I can't remember. It seems very, like, I knew we wanted to have a lot of sex, but I remember coming up with the necrophilia scene and that being like... Uh, I remember that being the giggly scene. Like, I kept giggling like a child every time I thought of, <laughs> okay. you know, a clown banging a dead clown. Yeah. Um, but then the, uh, the orgy, I think you put Phil and I together in a room talking about a scene, and there's like a 50% chance an orgy scene will, like, be written in the script. <laughs> okay. And, but then we thought, all right, so, well, the funniest thing I think about that scene is, like, the main character, who's really nice to that point, it was just like, just make him a dick. Yeah. We, that's what you, Aaron specifically said. They was like, hey, I'm all about this Valor girl, but she said no to, well, fuck her. We're going to go bang these two random girls. He doesn't waste any time. That man works fast. He's able to produce beer and sluts like that. So I want to hang out with him. Well, it's funny, too, because we got that. As soon as we got that actor, uh, that actor read that, and I think he took, he took, he kind of read that through line, which was kind of a joke that we just thought that was a funny joke. And he kind of made that character kind of scummy underneath the rest of the movie. And it really, <laughs> the character is actually a lot more interesting. What the actor was doing, making him like subtly scummy. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. Philbert kind of had a little sleaze line to him. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And we, even then we had written a half written a sequel that, um, that there's more of that. But, um, so the clown orgy, um, yeah. So, the hard part is, so we had to get four girls, I think. I think there's one, two, three, four. Yeah, four girls. And we probably had, like, eight naked girls in the whole movie. So we needed four of them on one day. And it's, it is, like, catching, like, monkeys. Because it's just to get one naked girl to agree to do it and not pay very much money. It's hard to get one of them. And then getting four of them at once is just, like, insane. But I think we got... Um, I'm trying to remember words. So it was my friend's girlfriend. So the so the nerd, right? The Gerald. Gerald. Yeah. His girlfriend is actually making out with the uh, Buster Pie. Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awkward. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be some awkward conversation. And then, we, and then we gave him the heavier girl, which we thought was funny. Just we, it's just yeah. that seemed comic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there, our friend, my buddy Matt, ended up. Um, he he just a lot of theater in Santa Fe and he's like, You need girls, Dave, just give me give me an hour. And <laughs> like he really did pretty he's like, How much money? Okay. I you know, and he just made a phone call and like the two like two hot chicks showed up. Well on that one it was one hot chick and then the fourth girl was a one of the crew members uh was kind of a swinger and she brought her swinger couple friends over, right? Good for awesome. her. No, this uh, so it gets weird. So we show up, we're shooting in this this trailer. There's this trailer at the in the middle of the uh, cattle ranch, and 
So we go into this back room and it's, it's like this place, this room had been kind of abandoned for like 20 years. So it's dirty and we have to kind of make it like get the rat droppings out of the way and stuff. <laughs> we, we dress it up. There's not enough room for people in that, in that room, you know, camera crew, a bunch of naked people. And uh, so we run cords and I'm in the bathroom next door to it, it, into it. So I'm watching it on a screen, kind of on a delay, trying to just yell things through the wall, you know, you know, grab, go down his pants. Just keep jerking it, jerking it. <laughs> I'm like on his face, on his face. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there and I'm prepped to do this. Right. And suddenly um, I'm sitting there and a guy shows up behind me and I'm like, why is there this dude with a mustache behind me? <laughs> And apparently, so the swinger couple, right? So oh, no. he let, he wanted his wife to be in there, and then he wanted to be in the room because he thought that was sexy. <laughs> but, um, but we were like, it'd be fine if it were just your wife in there. But there's three other girls. We can't let any non, right? You know, non actors slash crew in that room. So he almost took the woman away. But like our uh, one of our crew members like talked him into it. He's like, well, why don't you send the room with the director, and you can kind of. You can you can observe this. He didn't start massaging so that, his shoulders, did he? <laughs> no, totally, like he and he's like, she's hot, isn't she? His wife. And I'm like, yes, and I'm like, actually, because I don't want to talk. I'm just having the worst small talk in this room. Oh, I'm trying to direct clown porn, basically. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and I have a weird dude standing behind me, but so we we basically had to shoot that scene like maybe ten minutes quickly. So the camera crew is just like going and he's he's shooting things. And then I scream something and they'll go to the next area and the next. And I'm, but the problem is like people are, so Filbert has two girls on him, yes. one on his crotch, one on his face. And he's just getting basically rubbed on on the face because he just like for about 10 minutes and he's not <laughs> on camera yet. I, and I can't, if I were in the room, I'd be like, okay, hang on, wait for it, wait for it. But finally we get there and I'm like, just film it, film it, film it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and he, he, Philbert finally calls cut because he had just tired of it. Like, he nearly broke his nose. clown on his face for uh, 10 minutes, which sounds like it would be fun, but you put heat and lights for sure. that long, and I'm... Oh, yeah. All, all good meals, good or bad. Well, you nailed it. Wow. You nailed it. Yeah, it was, I mean, that's something we've never seen before. It was, it was a great scene. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? We, we have... Um, Oh, let's go with uh, uh, during this. Okay, you are talking about. I, we did watch a little um, the YouTube stuff you, you sent us. The making oh, yeah, of. Right. We watched that. So, again, knowing that everybody was crammed together in this cattle ranch uh, and you're doing such, what were some of the biggest problems that you kind of had to face and overcome to, in, in, during the filming process? What, yeah. what, were, what did you have to do? Like, um, it was crazy because it's a mixture of like logistics um we got a lot of crew first-time crew people uh who were free and that's a mixed bag like some of the people were great and some people were just terrible so right. it's like uh our we, we had a our our food lady came right on the first day she goes and she spent she has this budget which is not a lot of money and she decides to spend half of it on the first meal and buy steaks for everybody holy shit <laughs> then doesn't refrigerate the steaks and uh, in the morning, someone came. She's like, "You didn't refer." So we had to throw out everything she had uh, 
<laughs> she had brought in. So there, are, half of our food budget immediately vanished within like an hour. Um, sleeping was really bad. Like uh, about a third of the crew decided to sleep in tents outside, and it started fine because we shot in September, but it went into October. And when it started, it was like, oh great, it's like extended, you know, Labor Day weekend. And then got cold like midway through, and slowly like more and more bodies started ending up back in the house. Yeah. And the last the last night I slept outside, I was in a tent, and we were in the mountains, and wolves surrounded us, right? <laughs> and they're and like Dan Gerald Gerald's grandfather owns the property, and uh, Dan's just like, oh, they won't do it, they won't attack. But like you're sleeping, and the wolves start howling. <laughs> And it's like you just don't trust, you know. <laughs> no, Jesus. that goes against like every human instinct. Yeah. And like, no, get in the house, get in the house. But then, so everyone's in the house, right? So like, it looked like Jonestown in there. Like, if you walked in there at, at like nine a.m., it was just bodies like <laughs> moving. And like, there was this weird like glass door, so you move so a bunch of the air didn't get out, right? So if you open that up. It was just like this wall of stale farts. <laughs> that was my next one. One of my follow-up questions was going to be, how badly did this place smell by the time oh, it was terrible. all done? <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. You know, it's, uh, it was, it was crazy. Like, I don't, I just, like, because I didn't go home. So we shot for 15 days. I was up there for like 20 maybe. Mm-hmm. And you're just bearded and you stink. And you kind of go, we had one day, we had one day where we ended up, um, I think it's in the documentary, we just stayed for the weekend, because we decided it wasn't worth going back for two days. Like, we could do a little bit of pre-pro, and then just, it it was a cattle ranch, so we had all the steaks. So we just, we just ate, got drunk, and went crazy one night, and we had, like, a meat fight, and just, like, (laughs) people wandering off, and, like, it was just, because it was just working, you had, we had a mountain to ourselves, it was just very easy for people to get lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, no, that was, uh, that was probably one of the uh, challenges, just people, not enough money, exhaustion, because like, our shooting days were stupid because we had one shooting day that went 19 and a half hours. Oh, good God. And then we had about a six-hour turnaround and had to start the next day because <laughs> we just didn't have to, we couldn't take breaks. Sure. And the, the worst part, the last scene, the scene we had the thing on was the naked, the necrophilia scene. Okay. So we were shooting that at like five in the morning. And I had like, I had to throw, I had this idea. You kind of see the, the clown has a weird clown dick yeah. in there. And what, what the actor done, he shaved a, a wig and he glued it to his, his, you know, pubis. And then he painted his penis white and he candy striped it and then attached a, a clown nose on the tip. <laughs> As commitment. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, it was that night. He's like, all right, Dave. He, so he's like, Dave, come in the bathroom. I'm going to show you. And I remember it was really weird. I was going to the bathroom. My friend whips out his penis. And I and I have to, like, stare. I'm, like, just staring at his penis. Like, <laughs> like yeah, maybe a little more here. Yeah. And we're having this conversation about his penis. So that scene was going to end right when, like, he, he, I had this other shot I had abandoned. But I was going to have her butt up in the air, right? And him in like this deep focus, right? And and so you kind of know something is wrong as he's talking to her and she's not moving. And then so, all right, here's her butt, and here's him talking, hey babe, blah blah blah. And suddenly he was going to drop the thing, and you first notice his weird weenie, his weird weenie kind of. And then he was going to walk up to her and walk up to her and walk it's up to uh... her, and finally the clown dick was going to be like that. 
<laughs> equal opportunity. Yeah, that'd be a great shot. That would be, be hilarious. That is something we talked about, actually, is that scene. Um, yeah. The scene where she was, you know, when he came back from trying to find out what the noise was. And, you Squirt's know, he, death. Squirt's after yeah. Squirt's died, yeah. Uh, he comes back and finishes, sprays his silly string on the wall. Fucking hilarious. Uh, and uh, he he reaches down. And he's like, "Oh, baby, you on your period yet?" But the thing that we like so much is that we know it's a low budget film. Your special effects crew, the I guess the people who worked on the the gore factor and what have you, did a really good job. Uh, because yeah, even yeah. with like just with that scene, and I, we were talking about it yeah, on the we podcast, about, yeah. we're like, we know it was kind of a low budget film, but what they had, what the guys did with that scene, looked great. It looked yeah. fantastic. I mean, I know it was dark, but still, it. it it works yeah, I've seen way worse, like, fake, you know, people that are supposed to be fake bodies that with no head, and the, but they clearly look fake. And mm-hmm. But this one, yeah, it pulled off really well in that scene. Look, there is no, like, real, you know, here's the where the real body starts, and here's where the prosthetic yeah. started. It was really well done. It, was, that was kind of cra- crazy. So the way that shot went down, like, I didn't, you know, I was afraid that looked like shit up until you walked in. And it actually looked great to the naked eye. And then you realize how fucking sick the scene is because you're yeah. like you're looking at a realistic headless body, and you're like, "Fuck!" With <laughs> an ass scene. in the air, yeah. <laughs> but but what had happened is so my production designer like he went into so we were in a place with a lot of abandoned stuff, and he found a bed and he cut a hole in the bed, but like we had rats everywhere, oh. so they probably had been nesting in the bed. So we had to put like plastic under, mm-hmm. and the girl had to stick her head in. And then we built the fake stub over it. But that was like a two-hour build to build the fake neck, which is a, an amazing job on, on our uh, makeup person's thing. But So we're shooting. That's at the end of a 19-and-a-half-hour day and where there's a bunch of us. There's a naked butt in the air. We're all sweating, and this girl has her head submerged in the bed. And you're just like, just shoot, just shoot. <laughs> but So that scene, we didn't get enough coverage. So a year later, I just ended up... Uh, we ended up basically dress, kept dressing my apartment as different locations and like kept ma- we were like, all right, this is the thing. If we did a close-up and just brought a blue panel here, it looks just like that same room. So we got like all the inserts of the butt and the like the and the silly string. Like the, he used a silly string, but we got the inserts of the thing going getting its face. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you get, there's a close-up there. So we had to sneak a lot of close-ups in there to kind of piece together that whole thing. Cause like it was just a wide shot that we had to do three times and call it a day. Well, it looked great. <laughs> yeah, it, it came out yeah. looking great. Um, yeah. that's, uh, for a second, we also he also had a debate about speaking of Squirt's death, but uh, uh, Squirt's himself uh, during the scene, I guess the breakfast scene where he wants her <laughs> to look at his breakfast sausage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we had, the debate was Aaron thought that he had his real penis inside the casing of a sausage and that he <laughs> squirted his. Man juice on Valerie, and I said I was thinking no, it's probably more like seltzer or something. Um, so maybe you can help, yeah. our, you know, clear up that debate once for. Was it supposed to be his happy clown juice, or was it seltzer that was coming out of that um, sausage? No, it was supposed to be seltzer. Um, it's just sort of like you know, it's this clown shtick yeah. that it's constantly the squirting flower, but instead he is a squirting wiener um but then the the his death is the amazing part where we ended up uh i wanted him to jizz himself after he died i was so glad when squirts died i hated that character (laughs) so much he was so annoying what happened when his death scene that was definitely the man i mean 
he was constantly honking, constantly <laughs> jerking off. And I, I, I don't know if it was something wrong with my speakers, but it was, just seemed so loud. So when he died, I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, I think that character is the closest to me, just chronically nasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, uh, let's see what else we have. Oh, speaking of, um, uh, we'll talk about other death scenes and other things that happen. Um, we also had a confusion about this is the way the ending of the movie unfolds with, mm-hmm. um, you know, the show and other, the twist ending. Yeah. Uh, we had a little, also a little discussion about what ha- then really happened to Lenny and the hippie clown at the beginning. C- did they die or not die? Uh, because they weren't in Because the... they were not featured in the closing of the movie. You never saw the hippie again. And then Lenny, you made the, the, the there was that weird, like, in memoriam that came up in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. So it was like yeah. we, we were. I was debating like maybe he really died in the making of the show, and that was their yeah. way of inserting it. Or so we were trying. What happened to Lenny and the hippie clown? Yeah, there's some weird. There's some weird. Um, like some people actually, you have to really kind of unpack the end to get certain things out. It's a little convoluted because it's such a crazy plot to begin with. And yeah. what we decided is a reality within that reality. Um, Lenny's alive. He's actually he's in there for a second at the end. He's like on the TV. He's like, I want a pickle, you know. And he's like, <laughs> I want a pickle or something along the lines. Um, the g- hippie girl also alive. The reason the hippie girl's not there is she was one of the girls paid to come out for a day, and we just never saw her again. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was a practical reason why she wasn't there. We just didn't know who she was really. All right. I, and her voice is completely dubbed by a third party, a third actor. <laughs> um, um, but the, the, in our reality, the one person who really was injured in the movie is Vinny, whose face is melted off. Um, right. And we, because he's still, like, there's a cut away to him headless at one point during the credits. And that was, because we figured uh, Buster Pie. Uh, acided him as a retaliation from threatening to sue him. So Buster Pison, who switched out the uh, seltzer. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. That's another thing. Like, how do yeah. you fake that? Okay, that clears up a lot of uh, a lot of our debating that we had going back and forth. <laughs> um, well, there's a bigger, but like a bigger, a major thing that happened in the plot. Uh, originally, Edwin. Like, the ending is really much based on April Fool's Day with the whole rug being yes, pulled out. very similar to that. Um, but then I kind of remembered a lot of people were pissed off at April Fool's Day, <laughs> largely because you're not supposed <laughs> to pull the rug out that hard from people. <laughs> and by the end of it, like, by the time we were cutting, I was like, ah, oh, shit, maybe we shouldn't have done this ending. Like, because, you know, it was funny, but at the same time, it's like Edwin was a good character, and I was like, mm. you know, maybe we fucked ourselves on a sequel, and... So in the reshoots, we added him, or I just added the actor doing his voice in the end saying um, he's going to sue his lawyer and da 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 Yeah. Because we don't want to actually erase this character from happening. And then in the sequel is going to take off is basically it's going to be the next season of You've Been Clowned in the first scene. Bonzo and Lloyd Kaufman get killed immediately. Like It's like a very scream, a scream opening so- where they were just... I'm, I'm sorry, I, didn't, I just got excited. So does that mean we should be expecting a, se- a Clown Camp Massacre too? Is this breaking no, news? Well, <laughs> the, the problem is, like, Thomas expressed interest. So Phil and I started just, we hauled butt, we broke a story, and I think the story, like, I think the sequel was just, like, 
a lot more interesting. Like, the first one's great, but, like, the second one, really, there was a lot of ideas that I thought were even weirder and more bizarre. And then um, we got about halfway riding through it, and we just realized Tromo wasn't really going to put any money, and they wanted one, but, like, we were going to be on the hook for it. And we really didn't make money on the first film, so it's like there's a point where, oh, maybe we just can't actually... Like, the fact it was a sequel was harder on us because it was such a micro-sequel, micro-first film, that Mm -hmm. to do a a sequel of that, it's like we would be just better off doing a whole new movie, you know, and not... You know, it's just like the economics of it. The idea, I loved it. The sequel basically is... So Valerie's alive, but she really is in a mental institution. Um, and she's she's in this place, facility, where a doctor, like you know, this weird clown universe where humans and clowns share sort of a thing, which is something we came up with in post-production. We were doing reshoots, and I was like, we shot this TV montage with clown shows. And as, yeah. as we did that, I'm like, oh, this is really interesting, and let's like keep building out the world. So in the clown sequel, in Clown Camp 2, there's... Um, there's a doctor. There's a doctor who's trying to cure clownism, and what it is, you have an <laughs> enlarged funny bone, and you're born a clown. Enlarged and so bone. they're try- they're creating this drug that makes you less funny, uh, and then you could you could pretend and wear human makeup and live a, a, a fulfilling life. <laughs> and so Valerie's this test subject. Like they've been making this pill that killed. Like they they almost kept getting it right, and then clowns would get crazy and actually go more murderous. And they finally get the right, they get it right, and they're going to take these clowns to, they take Valerie and the clowns at the, in the institution to, uh, to a camp to cure them of the clownism. And Edwin, uh, Edwin's been visiting Valerie every weekend at the thing, and he's been, he proposed to her because she hasn't responded, so it's the perfect (laughs) girlfriend for him. (laughs) So he shows up, and Valerie's gone, and of course... Edwin, Edwin finds out that she's been taken to be cured of being a clown. So he flips his shit. So this German, uh, uh, German clown, Dr. Not Hooten, uh, takes them all to, <laughs> takes, so takes them and is trying to cure them. And one of the orderlies at the camp is Filbert and Filbert, uh, uh. feels a little like guilty for what he did. Um, but as they go there, Edwin shows up, starts killing, you know, starts murdering the people who are trying to cure them. But then the, at the twist, the doctor captures Edwin and removes his funny bone. And Edwin's no longer funny. Aww. And it looks like this doctor is actually way worse than Edwin. Like, he becomes sort of like, he's evil. So the clowns at the very end of the movie give uh, Edwin, they actually free Edwin and give him the drugs to be crazier. <laughs> It's sort of like the ending of Jurassic Park where they're just like, it's better to free the big dinosaur to save, right. you know, save the world from a bunch of assholes. Oh, man. <laughs> that movie, I'm so, I want to see that. That sounds awesome. And I had the scene, I had even a better, I had basically an echo of the necrophilia scene, except Edwin, the virgin, was uh, this virgin clown was going to be having sex with these two girls. And Edwin was going to kill one of them. And like, it's, I, I forget, he was gonna stick something up her, but like, she starts the, she dies, and he's raping the other clown with like, he's running out of that, giggling. And the other, the nerd clown wants to stop, and the, he's being forced to fuck a dead clown. He loves it. I'm a little shocked. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, that's like, oh God, I wanna see this movie so bad. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I, maybe, I, you know, if, if, I mean, it's, it, I really was, I really wanted to make this one. It was going to be exciting, but it's just like, it's, it takes so long to make one of these. I don't know if this one will ever get off the ground. Sure. Well, you know, there's a, I know there's a scuttlebutt going around of the sequel of Killer Clowns from Outer Space coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, who knows? Maybe clowns will be the thing. Maybe you'll get some Kickstarter money or something, and it's like someone's like, hey, make yeah. number two. And you have the new It, so you, we're, It coming yeah, out. Yeah, so It went as from well. vampires, you know, z- zombies. zombies. Now maybe it's going to be clowns the next big thing, so maybe well, you get in on that. No, I mean, that might feasibly be, the, like, some sort of trend might be the way for it to be, suddenly become a hot the yeah. clown comeback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, during, uh, I guess it's saying if you've listened to the for, if our full episode on, on your on the clown camp, was there anything think, that, yeah. if was there anything that we actually got wrong during our podcast that you need want like to clarify or that we uh, that we fucked up or you know didn't get or yeah I'm trying to think um largely the shoot and we talked about that right away just how you know the length of uh, it being shot in late uh, 06 to it actually being released on DVD and on demand and. Uh, 2010. I mean, that was a big thing because that, uh, but we already talked about that. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's, I'm sure there are little, like, there's little things that, like, I'm more, no, that's not actually what happened. Uh, that <laughs> was really, that's in another town and da da da. But, like, you, nothing that really, like, stuck. All right, so that. nothing big then. So we, we, no. pretty mm-hmm. good on that. Um, Whose idea was it? Because Aaron, you also had problems with this character too. Oh. Who's whose idea was it for the monkey in pajamas <laughs> character? Bananas. <laughs> okay, <His name's> bananas. <laughs> bananas. Bananas in pajamas, just yeah. constantly I, howling. I think, I think we were just like it. Really, is like a lot. A lot of like the clowns and are all based on the movie. Like when there's horror not happening, it's all based on Police Academy. So Filbert's basically Steve Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. Funny sense. Bone is a pretty much like the uh, the jerk uh, instructor. There was, there was a couple of different. Yeah, like the, yeah. Thing, the yeah. captain, the, the, the yeah. one of the hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, who gets a hair on his hands too, and he's he, like he's the angry one who's always busting their balls. Right. He was a mixture of that guy and, and of course the guy from um, uh, Full Metal Jacket. But then in in Police Academy, he has a little sniveling assistant who's yeah. always following him around. Proctor. So we were like, well, why don't it's Proctor? Yeah. So why don't we just make that guy into a fucking monkey? <laughs> just well, like for- going from that logic, it makes sense. Now I get it. It's just when you first see it on screen, like, what the hell? Like, what is going on? But in the same way, because this whole movie is so crazy, like it kind of, it fits, but it's still like what? Now the it's one thing weird. I did like about the monkey though is when he yeah. did s- s- suddenly <laughs> channel his monkey kung fu and uh, get into the fight scene. His translation at the bottom was in broken English and Chinese. <laughs> that was good, which I thought was pretty funny. That was I was like, okay, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that I like that. One. Yeah. We uh, fun fact like I think six people played bananas. Like bananas was a person like whoever was free that day could, would like we didn't have anybody dedicated being the monkey. Mm-hmm. Like we had a guy who did could do some flips for the fight scene, but other than that, like you'll notice bananas has breasts sometimes. Banana doesn't have breasts sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> bananas will change about a foot at a time. <laughs> I'll have to go back and watch that for that. Day. It makes perfect sense. I mean, I get it. What's uh, that? Yeah, it's um, uh, Sam Raimi has a shemp, right? He calls 
Sam Raimi, whenever they switch one of the, like the demons are always being, whoever was around that day would become the champ. Even Edwin actually swaps because we only on the, we didn't want to bring Edwin out every day for like some of the wide shots. So there's a shot where it's a rip off of Halloween. You see the house. Edwin walks out and it mm-hmm. slowly walks to the camera and then turns yeah. off after he attack after he attacked Puff. The fun thing is that is actually the actor who played um, that is the actor who played Puff um, as Edwin right there. <laughs> so suddenly if you if you look at it, he has like such square cheek like he looks a little bit like Bruce Campbell. He has these super square cheeks. So uh, that's Puff playing Edwin in that scene. But also, remember there was a Mexican gardener in one scene where the he's like, they, they frame the gardener. Yes, yes, yes. So that gardener is actually Vinny, the 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 clown with the red hair and the, yeah, the fluffy chest. chest. The fluffy yeah, there. he was around that day, and you're like, you want to play the gardener? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. good. So I, we got some time. That one either. That's good. That's great. Um, <laughs> Now, also, I did notice that at the very end of the credits, um, mm-hmm. y- there was an ad. It said, for, uh, like, a special uh, ringtone or something, go to clowncampmasker.com. Get ring- okay. Did you buy some? What was the ringtone, and is it still available? Because I, 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 <laughs> I'm very curious. Well, it was, so, all right, we, that's a contractual thing we ended up in. We had one of the performers um, who's a really gifted musician, the guy who played Buster Pie. Yeah. Um, is a great musician, and he one day just got a hair up his ass and created the clown camp theme song. I'm going to clown camp, clown yeah, camp. Yeah. But then he wanted stuff for it, and we're like, well, we don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with this song, you know, if you yeah. don't give it to us? So the agreement was, he's like, all right, well, I want, I get all the ringtone money, <laughs> and you have to write it in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that's that's some uh, that's some hardcore negotiations right did there. You, did you did you ever find out that he ever make any money off of no, that? No, I don't, I think we had it available for like two months. But by the time that it took four years to come out, so I don't think <laughs> everyone kind of forgot. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know something. I say I watched the credits all the way through to make sure I didn't miss anything, and I saw like, oh, I'm kind of curious about that's this. That's really funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, yeah. see, <laughs> I'm so oh. curious. Um, well, I had some other questions here for you. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I, I love this one so much. So the whole, like, I want to say gimmick within the movie with death curse. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> Especially like at the end of the credits where you're doing like, where the, the yeah. ad for like death curse, the reality show. I just gotta say, I loved that whole bit. It made me laugh. And I'm begging you to somehow m- figure out a way to maybe make death curse the movie based on <laughs> death curse a tv show or yeah, yeah. better yet make just make it a full-scale reality tv show like pitch it to a network and because i would watch that that was hilarious it was pretty good well I the, the best curse. part was like if you were going to and I mean, like we've we've come like 10 years on reality series since then but um it was funny to think that like you would actually want to like you would purposely cause jason Voorhees to come right for <laughs> I know. I love to see yeah. you show it where like you see them like r- hook him up to a generator, bring him back to life, and then like a crew guy runs on hands him an axe and just kind of runs away. I'm like that's hilarious. I loved it. But the great thing too is that Crazy Ernie ends up being on the winning the contest at the end of the thing. So 
Crazy Ernie, the guy's been warning them the whole time. A hobo, okay. <laughs> Somehow didn't die, didn't die when he got hit by the car. Okay, he didn't die. <laughs> I, I, I love that. And I think I even said it on the podcast. We've seen so many shitty movies so many times. It's like, don't go there. Don't go to that house. Don't go. We happen so often. It's so cliche and so bad. And then when I saw it, I'm like, God damn it. But then, you, oh, yeah, you can go there. That's fine. I was like, yes. But it's like, and we... That was a hard thing because, like, when we were writing it, we were dying of laughter. The idea that you kind of follow him on his own adventure that just is completely <laughs> divorced from the plot. Yeah. I, I liked and it. then it was in good. post, I was like, oh, should we, you know, it's like a year later and you're trying to get the movie. You don't want the movie to be slow. So you're like, do we get rid of that? I don't know. It worked. Uh, but we only lost one. There was one thing we cut out because it was just, we shot it so badly. But um, there was a point where, the fur between before he gets mauled by a bear, he was supposed to I get some place. <laughs> yeah, he was gonna go and he was gonna warn. He's gonna the first time we see him, he screams around a bush and he's like, "There's a death curse!" And you turn around and it's a family and their kid, and they're like, "We're not going there. We're just having ice cream." He's like, "Oh, enjoy, enjoy!" And they and he leaves and he goes up and he orders some. He just really neurotically orders like Rocky Road. <laughs> Got any Rocky Road? You know. <laughs> So it was funny in theory, but like that one was like maybe the one that was, you know. I'm glad you left the bear mowing because that, that was so random and weird, but I was like, what? But I did like the fact that this little guy kept coming and going throughout the movie, just this yeah, like kind of leaking things together. Um, but that, that, that kind of brings me to another question. Um, now that it's all said and done, was there anything looking back on it that you would want to change about or add to it? it something that you. Yeah, a ton. I mean, it's sort of like I've, I've sat there and kind of, you know, had to smell my doo-doo for <laughs> 10 years. And, <laughs> um, and there's, a, there's a lot of things. Some, some, there's a good thing about finishing a movie because the problem with screenplays is you can keep dicking with the screenplay forever. Mm -hmm. And you keep almost rewriting the same thing. You should just move on. So it's kind of nice that we made this and it just got made because I think I would radically change a lot of things. But that's just because I'm changing is you know, as a filmmaker, but I, I wouldn't have, I would have probably killed the reality show at the ending. I probably just would have had a fight with Edwin. Cause I think he's just a cool character. And yeah. we had actually the hard part, which was giving him a reason to be angry and a thing. And it's sort of like, we just were being, a, I just feel too clever. Like we actually had a villain. We should have just played it out. I felt, um, we cut, maybe a quarter of the screenplay um, out of the, uh, like, so about a, a quarter of what we shot in the first act, we cut, we, it never made the edit. Like, we had it in the first, we had a very long first cut. And that is a real problem because we could have used, three, that's probably three and a half solid days of wasted uh, time that I could have had in real scenes and you could have seen it. So it's sort of like maybe we should have gotten that, we cut, like, I think with experience, I've been like, these scenes aren't that important, sure. you know. You don't need to introduce... You don't need to have them be dorm roommates for a scene, you know. It's sort of like, that doesn't go anywhere. So, yeah, picking the right scenes. Um, trying to think. A lot of it's just like... I, you know, we... It's like I like a lot of the kill. I think we had to do a lot of reshoots. Like, what you don't know, every killing basically is half reshoots. Like, like... You know, so the opening of the movie, right? Mm -hmm. You know how they had there's three guys that get killed at the thing, and then and then you follow Edwin, which is like 
we kind of have like, what if Michael Myers wouldn't shut the fuck up? You know? <laughs> oh my god! Now you say you're totally right. Yeah. And he's even wearing the clown mask in the in the original Halloween movie. Yeah. Yeah, and he's doing that, but he's like, hey, I'm a chatter. You know? yeah. <laughs> no, we actually. I really thought that opening scene was great. Uh, there were some great moments like of writing and then the way the actors, uh, the choice they made to deliver those lines. And one was that that beginning scene where he's going around showing everybody the. Uh, what he's, you know, what he's done. And yeah. he's like, hey, mom, look at me. And like, oh, you'll see. And like, you'll probably like, see it on the news. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh, see, I made my bed every day like you told me to. I was like, it was, it was innocent, but in that setting, it made it so yeah. much, so creepy. And well, I, I liked it a lot. So I think the reason, so the first scene where they get, for just a minute, they get, uh, they get attacked, and then you cut to that. That scene is shot, everything, the first moment was shot principal photography, and then a year later, that's all we had. And then we went to the modern day. And I was like, our beginning fucking sucks. <laughs> like, we're going to lose everybody five minutes in. Because it's just like, that's not, that's not a beginning to a movie. So I sat there, and I just kind of sat on it. And I was like, okay, we need to get some kills. We, and we need to have a good gore death. So, but we don't have a lot of money. So we just like... So we went to my buddy's ha- house in Albuquerque. And... That's, I came up with, like, let's just do Michael Myers. Let's do, like, this long thing. And it, we already had the camcorder set up, so it's like, all right, he'd be talking to his mom. But by that point, I knew the actor a lot, and we had seen, we had seen him and kind of had a feel for that character. So I think what's good about that is kind of we, we knew the character by then. That's why I think a, any sequels would work real well, because we kind of know what the motor is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's the hard part, kind of just getting something that... You know, you're trying to. I think every series, like you ever watch part one of longer series, and never they never quite get got it right in the first movie because it's like a year of like, I just don't know what's good and what's not. And then probably by the second second sequel, you're or the first sequel, you're like, oh, this is what works, and let's kind of not, let's not go here or there. Let's just kind of follow the good part, and we can do whatever we want from around that. So. Um, so yeah, but anyhow, so a lot of our mistakes that we would have did, we actually did redo about a year later, <laughs> just on on the well, cheap. That that beginning scene, that was my favorite kill. Yeah. I liked the, you know, Edwin killing his roommate, who's yeah. totally into Apple Jackson Slayer, and cuts <laughs> off his head or cuts scalps him so hard, pulls out his brain, slaps him in the face. I love that's my favorite yeah. kill. Marshall liked uh, the uh, pie. I was the... funny, bone. I liked the pie in the face and then the <laughs> knife through it. I was like, yep, I nursed that before. Did uh, you have a favorite kill? Yeah, what was your favorite kill of the movie? Favorite kill? Oh, um, shit. If I were, let me, let me go through the movie in my head. Um, maybe, like, I can't, oh no, you know, I like Lenny dying because it's just Bugs Bunny. It's the Bugs Bunny death. <laughs> it's exactly what we said, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a funny, it always gets a good laugh because it's sort of like, it's a pretty good scene. I, we found this creepy area of the woods. He runs to this creepy area of the woods. He's very clearly in the middle of nowhere. And then suddenly, you know, that's the fun of editing. You're just like, there's a, there's, He's by himself, and suddenly there's a plate and a pie yeah. Yeah. and dynamite going right up to the pie. <laughs> and then that was the – and then I uh, – so we were at, we were in post-production. I was sitting there, and we were putting the music, and I'm like, oh, poor Lenny. I missed that guy. <laughs> and then I was like – I think I just saw the Oscars, and I was like, fuck it. I'm putting it in – I've never seen it in memoriam in the fucking <laughs> – it just seemed like this movie was so – 
pardon the pun, but clown pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you could get away with just like doing weird shit. Yeah. You know? and I, actually, like, uh, I did this in the podcast too, but the first time I started watching through it, I was like, oh, God, I didn't, this movie's awful. But then I watched it a second time and then it clicked on me. Like, what I got what you were going for. And like, it became the more I got into it and the gimmick and what you're doing. I really started to embrace the whole concept of the movie and just the, so like the wacky things you did, like with Lane, like the pie and then the, the in memoriams, like it fit. Yeah. I, yeah. I got the world we're living in. I got it. And I just think, like I said, there was some sheer moments of genius throughout that movie that I just absolutely found myself really enjoying, enjoying the whole thing as a whole once it was said and done. So. Well, and see, I, I think what I think works, you know, there's a lot of flaws in the film for sure, but, um, we made a, we made kind of kind of a parody, but like the the legitimate thing is like I love slasher films. Like I just I mean I just grew up on on like particularly the slide like everything from probably the mid seventies up until like nine probably up to Scream, and then it just yeah. and kind of that's my knowledge ends right there. Okay. Um, and so when we made these scenes, I think a lot like a lot of a lot of the scenes work alike they kind of work as horror movie and then you can kind of do something goofy but like it's kind of centered like you know i find like this necrophilia scene as stupid as it is and as there but it is creepy you're in that house and you know that scene and it's dark and you know they're in trouble and it's and and you get a gruesome death and that's really kind of horrific but then you know but then seeing a clown spray funny stream yeah. and, you know <laughs> with clown pubis it's like it's like the it's sort of <laughs> Yeah, there's, there was another scene at, um, near the end of the movie that I really enjoyed. Again, the writing of it and the, the timing and the way the, um, Puff and Filbert interacted. It was uh, when they find uh, bon Bonzo. Bonzo, mm -hmm. Bonzo hanging yeah. in, the I guess, the bathroom or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And yeah, just yeah. like, you know, like, oh, you know, we need to give him help. No, his brain's got it. He'll be fine with his, you know, if we give him proper medical care. Like, no, his brain's missing. And then they're like, I got to pee. All right, let me move the body out of the way. Let me know I got to go, too. It was like that whole scene, the way it was written yeah. and delivered, I thought it was just genius. I loved it. It was great. That's a good – like we wrote – me and Phil wrote up through – that's pretty line accurate through the, you know, maybe maybe he can live a fulfilling life. Yeah, I don't know, blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, dude, we're getting out of here. And that's exactly where the scene ended on the script. And the actors just like suddenly it became the pee thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> by the second take, suddenly the one was talking about pee. And then by the third take, everyone's in line from the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. The body is dangling right there. It was great. So kudos. Glad, glad, glad left it in. Glad yeah, that was in. a, yeah, I love that yeah. choice. Um, but let's go back. You just touched on the fact that, you know, you grew up with slasher movies just like we did. And, yeah. and you loved them. Um, one question we always ask everybody. Um, it's a two-part again. What was your favorite slash of all time? Favorite horror movie, if all time. And then what's your favorite bad movie or bad uh, horror movie? So your, your best of the best and your best of the worst. Yeah, it's kind of – I mean, that's a hard one because, like, I, you know, you like so. What's your yeah. favorite food? It's, but I can I'll, I could spit some of my favorite ones out at you. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that'd be the exact one. Yeah, like, no, just, just one of your love, favorites, yeah. I love Reanimator. Okay. Um, we did that. is amazing. Um, actually, not a horror movie, but one of my, my favorite old times is RoboCop, which has this weird thing between going violent and funny. Um, slashers of the Fright Night. Fright Night's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, the 
I'm trying to think because I love I love Scream. Like the, I was in high school and Scream came out, and that was just such a like that's a movie I've seen probably two dozen times. Um, I used to really love Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. I don't know if it, I haven't watched it since we wrote Clown Camp, so I don't know if it holds up. <laughs> but I love Part Four. Um, I love J- I love Jason's face, Jason X. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Nightmare on Elm Street was uh, like I was a huge Wes Craven fan. Last House on the Left, even though it's kind of rough, I also think it's kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you have one that's so bad that it's oh good. bad. No favorite, yeah favorite bad one. Oh, Wild Zero. You ever see Wild Zero? No, no I don't know that one. Oh my god, um, it's purposely bad, but it's amazing. It's a Japanese movie. It came out like in two thousand, I think two thousand, and basically. Uh, like a Japanese Ramon version of the Ramones uh, is playing a show, and their they uh, their biggest fan is at the show, and they almost get killed, and the guy the fan saves them, and then they're like, "Ace, you're number one." It's mostly in Japanese, but occasionally they yell, "Ace, you're number one," <laughs> and Ace is number one, and then they vanish, and the kid goes on a road trip, and the zombie apocalypse has happened, right? And he keeps so the zombies come, and he's trying to save a Girl, he meets a girl that he likes, but it turns out it's a transgendered girl, and he uh, he's freaked out. And out of nowhere, like the lead singer, Guitar Wolf, shows up. He's like, "Ace, love has no boundaries, no genders, rock and roll," and he just vanishes. <laughs> and so, and every time he's kind of a pussy, just Guitar Wolf will appear to him and yell at him advice. And but finally, so the zombies are coming, and and the kids bravely try to save everyone, but it's just not enough. And the band shows up. And uh, they go and they start throwing guitar picks and like blowing up the zombie heads. <laughs> and Guitar Wolf then with his guitar, the, uh, so the alien, the the zombies are being brought to life by an alien mothership. <laughs> so he goes and he jumps on top of a record store, and the mothership comes at him and he has his guitar and he pulls his guitar is actually a katana blade, and he's like. <laughs> Rock and roll, and he lifts the blade up and cuts the mothership in half. Oh. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, wild. that's amazing. That sounds pretty awesome. It's called Wild Zero. <laughs> yeah, Wild Zero. We have to look that up. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do we have much else? I, I, I think unless you have something else, man. I, no? This has been a blast. Yeah. Um, so I do want to say thank you. I know you we've been so talking much. to you a long time. Yeah, this keep is, it yeah, we're going on longer than we thought it would. But uh, it's been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for sitting down. Is there anything you want to plug or talk about that you're working on or anything well, coming down well, the pipes? So we, we actually are working on stuff. The problem is that we're in screenplay form. And, like, the one thing I don't want to give away, like, the one, it, like, you write a script. It might take three years to get it made. And you, you just gave away your, uh, sure. your golden goose. But I will say this. We're writing a slasher film that is different, and it's complete, completely different in a way that's – it's not like Clown Camp at all, but it's all it's, it's kind of like the same. Like once you see that, you're like, oh, that's hilarious, and it's weird, and I didn't think of that. I mean I, I don't think you've thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's pretty. I, it's kind of turning it on its ear again, and um, yes, it's great. So awesome. we're working on that, and then maybe some. Uh, there's a couple of comedy ideas too that are maybe not. Like I think you can't take the tr- like. I think trauma. We're not. I don't like. I don't want to make movies that low-fi. I just because mm-hmm. I like 
you know, I work hard in, in making movies good, but I like the spirit of Troma. Right. And it's just sort of like that, you know, just like loud and not necessarily loud, but loud, fun, messagey. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But with a little more, like, you know, a little more gloss, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Um, well, then, for um, people who want to, you know, keep track of what you're, what you're working on, what's right, is there, you know, want to plug in, like, your Twitter, I've, anywhere they can find yeah, you. I guess act they other... just go on my Twitter. I, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, I have Twitter, Twitter. I, uh, was it, uh, Instagram, using... Facebook, yeah. and that stuff? Yeah, probably my Instagram is just penis pictures, but my... <laughs> <laughs> I like to say hi. <laughs> uh, but my Twitter is a good place to do at twitter.com forward slash David C. Valdez. C is in Charlie Valdez. All right. um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I did a short that I think you guys might be amused by. So there's this thing called the Channel 101 Festival in L.A. And like you basically make a five minute TV pilot and uh and if you show it to an audience and they vote the top five ones back in so you, so you make one a month until you until you get canceled well i only made it a pilot got canceled right away but <laughs> it was about uh, it was called shame ghost and it's about uh, a um, a vato so like a cholo right and a ghost who work undercover for the vatican shaming people into into repenting and in the first one shame ghost finds this kid who's who's whacking off a lot and shame ghost like takes over takes over his magazine and like <laughs> and this ghost comes and he has to the kid has to masturbate before the chime of midnight or he thinks the ghost will never leave him <laughs> so, so oh my just, god yeah, I noticed. I, I look like uh, Shame Goes and uh, uh, the the what Kung Fu Kid Kid things. Yeah. I, we check out your, uh, of course, the IMDb, all that. Is there a place where people can actually find those? Are they available to watch anywhere? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I have my Vimeo. Maybe I can post a link, give you guys a link because I do have, I do have scattered links. I just don't. I should have something centralized. I'm probably. I had a Tumblr for a bit, and then I just got lazy updating it. But uh, and we used to have a website, and I just haven't been to the like having to author our website seems so like on personally i always just send my people to my facebook but i will send you links if you guys will post them yeah and i'll send you yeah, yeah. links whether uh yeah use our uh twitter or uh, uh, instagram there, or something and there's there's also the i don't know if you guys watched there's a short film uh the mini uh we did like a sequel short to clown camp massacre called bloody birthday yes mm-hmm. i i i was gonna I should have asked about that earlier it's same it's edwin same character yeah um, but is it is it actually like a, a direct sequel, or is it just the same character? It's just, it's just a character. He's, so he's living in his. So we went. Uh, this is a tangent, but we went to we played in a festival in Baton Rouge, and we were out in Baton Rouge for a week, and we had Jared dressed as Edwin, just uh, promoting. But he, Jared gets so into character that he went. He was really Edwin, and he was freaking people out, and he was so good. Like he was going around LSU. And he was just like, it was, he was fucking with frat boys. And you'd think that was a bad idea, but like those guys can, like, Jared's not crazy, but Edwin is crazy. Mm-hmm. And those guys would not mess with them. At one point, the frat boys, they had this chicken, like their frat, like the mascot chicken, right? 
and the chicken was walking around campus just being like this ballsy yeah. chicken. And Edward, Jared, as Edwin comes up, and he's like, what's your... And he starts sticking his face inside the chicken, and he's like personally taking offense <laughs> to a chicken. <laughs> and the frat boys are sitting there, and the chicken doesn't know what to do, and he's like, oh, you think you're funny? You know? <laughs> so by the time I wrapped this, I was like, shit, we need to make more Edwin. So... We made Bloody Birthday, and the idea of Bloody Birthday was, like, we, we might do a couple, like, shorts of Edwin just doing just little Edwin shorts, kind of like Pixar does with, like, Toy Story. Yeah. Oh, that weird Ice but, Age Ronin yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, but, like, the characters have kind of wandered off. And the, my idea was really simple. It was going to be uh, Edwin at a birthday party making people uncomfortable. And I think we started... We see, we got in our head to write, give it more structure, and we wrote a much more of a like a, a like an arc to it. And honestly, it's it's fun, but it, I think I think we overwrote it. I think like you'll watch it, and it, like it, it has some really cool moments in it. But it wasn't like I really I didn't bottle what I had seen Jared doing when we were wandering around mm-hmm. um, LSU, and he was just being creepy. And that, like maybe down the road, if Jared wants to, maybe I'll just have him do that again because it was it was fun watching him. I mean, it would almost be you didn't even, you wouldn't have to write things. You could just literally just tape just him fucking. Yeah, it's improv at all. It's yeah. yeah, yeah, he's it's it's really really great. Yeah, I'd love <laughs> to watch the, uh, the the Edwin birthday play birthday. So like, yeah, if you have links, to anything, send them to us, and we'll post them on our website, yeah, yeah. and we'll make make them available every way we can. That'd be uh, great. So that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, again, I guess, like I said, thank you so much for taking time. This has been absolutely wonderful. David, thank you so we much. We love the movie, and we look forward to seeing what else you guys do in the future. So thank you very much. And I don't know, anything else you want? Any closing words for you? No, man. Thanks right. a lot. <laughs> All yeah. right. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. All thank right, you. Great. Thanks. Bye-bye. See ya. Okay.